0: We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time need a car get started now and drive off as early as today just text finance f-i-n-a-n-c-e to three five seven nine eleven right now to get started that's finance f-i-n-a-n-c-e to three five seven nine eleven auto financing the easy way text finance to three five (laughs) seven nine eleven
3: you'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible, affordable, relevant. Call 800-910-1370. At
2: St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding
0: cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
1: Sometimes writers feel lost, unsure why a passage may not be working. It takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our writing into full maturity. At Black Wolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable writers to develop and grow, offering manuscript critiques and line edits through a mentoring editorial style. We also offer assistance on generating a writer's bio, For your websites, Black Wolf Editorial Services, nurturing your writing into maturity. For a full list of services, visit blackwolfeditorial.com.
3: You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark.
4: Take a breath, I'm not gonna lose This is what I came here to do
0: Keep on doing what you do, Rick. You're my favorite, post. favorite, favorite... favorite. favorite.
3: I'm here to chew bubble gum and
4: kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
3: It's time to hear the truth about America's biggest challenges. You're listening to America Off the Rails with your host, Rick Robinson.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. I am Rick Robinson. We are live right now on klrradio.com, where liberty and reason still reign. You are listening to America Off the Rails, and we're going to be talking the truth about abortion tonight. Um, at some point, this show may get a bit ranty, so I do apologize in advance. However, before we get into the, the heavy, meaty stuff, I haven't really talked about this much, but I have to get something off my chest about the Oscars, because I didn't watch it. I didn't, I didn't care to watch it. I, I don't like political statements being in everything that we do anymore. I know that's an odd thing to to come from a political commentator because I want you guys to tune in and listen to my take on politics, but I'm really tired of it pretty much inundating everything to the point now where we can't even get a comedian to host the Oscars because nothing can be funny anymore because it's all offensive. But something that really, really just irked me, and maybe it was just me, Because I I went through and I saw some bits and pieces here and there. And I saw the yearly tribute they do every Oscars to the actors that had passed during that year. And there was one very specific person that I think was left off on purpose. And that was Arlie Emery. For those of you who don't know who he was, I don't know how you couldn't know... But his his most famous role was as the gunnery sergeant on Full Metal Jacket. Or uh, drill instructor. Sorry, not not gunnery sergeant. Sorry, I'm getting a little tired, so bear with me. It's, uh, it's been a long day. But I promised myself I was doing the show today anyway because I haven't been giving you guys a full schedule lately and I'm kind of feeling bad about it. So he was the drill instructor on Full Metal Jacket. Interesting thing, though, he was actually brought in as a consultant to actually coach the actor that they wanted to play the drill instructor on Full Metal Jacket, and after a couple of days of trying to work with the guy, he's like, look, just get him out of here, I can do it. It's, what, it's already what I do, just let me do it for the camera. And the rest was history. He's had a very illustrious career, he's had all kinds of roles, he passed away in 2018, and they completely left him off the list. And that sucks to me, because again, that is another political statement. How could you forget someone like arlie emery who i mean i don't know i mean the dude's pretty iconic to me so yeah maybe it's just me maybe it's because it rubbed me the wrong way but when i went through there and i realized they didn't have him on there That honestly really hurt my feelings because he's he's honestly always been somebody that I've looked up to as an actor because there are people like that him and I can't think of his real name. He played the bad guy on Die Hard and he also played the campy alien science officer dude with um, Tim Allen on uh, Galaxy Quest. He died not too long ago, but I remember because I've I've always been a huge fan of Lethal Weapon don't at me it's a christmas movie i'm just gonna say it i know we're nowhere near that time yet so it's a little early to start that argument but i'm just gonna say it since it it came up in conversation lethal uh, yeah diehard christmas movie just saying all right but anyway so one of the things that that kind of always intrigued me was a lot of people don't know that was his very first role he got into acting later in life had no idea what he wanted to do until he did it and he did it up until the day that he died. And he played some astounding roles. But that's that's kind of another reason why Arlie Emery's kind of stuck out to me. Because dude was a marine and a drill instructor for a long time. Said, screw it, I'll do it. And then took off and had a very good career. And for him just to be ignored like that, I don't know. It honestly really kind of sucks. So that's one reason why I wanted to put it out there. Gunny, wherever you are. Actually, I guess I take that back. They do call you Gunny, so I guess at some point you probably did attain the rank of Gunnery Sergeant. So I, I, if I've insulted you, I, I do apologize. But Gunny, wherever you are, I, I hope that uh, you're taking the next hill. And For those of you that aren't Marines, look it up. But anyway, so uh, lots of stuff to talk about tonight. I just had to get that off my chest to start. Because at some point I'm probably going to get pretty ranty. Because last night, for those of you that may have missed it, I do encourage you to go back and check out the podcast. We actually kind of laid out some of the craziness from Ocasio-Cortez and why it is that she can't just keep flying under the radar. Because it's not just her pushing the buttons and pulling the strings. We're going to get into that in more detail tomorrow night. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight because it's all over the news because of Ocasio-Cortez and all the craziness that's going on, is more truth about this whole climate change idea and also the truth about abortion. So the truth about abortion is going to kind of be the focal point because it's terrifying to me that we now live in a day and age where we can be allowed to watch babies die on a table because they were part of a botched abortion, managed to survive the abortion, but it's okay for just doctors just to let them lay there and suffer until they eventually die. I don't understand where we are as a nation when we're no longer protecting the littlest among us. You know, I try not to get preachy. I really do. But for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know I have a a bit of a background in it. I'm not trying to say that as a brag. I actually have never been ordained. But I did help out with a small church and I kind of became the unofficial youth minister, music director, and pretty much all around guy who preached when the main preacher didn't feel like it. But I keep, I've been watching these news stories and reading all these articles that have been coming out and I keep thinking of the time when Jesus was alive and he said, uh, he said basically, suffer little children to come unto me. We're turning our back on our children, which means we're turning our back on our future. We're not just doing it by abortion, though we're doing it by allowing them to have their heads filled with all this crap that they don't need to worry about children are supposed to be innocent because it's the only time in your life you have the ability to have that and to be able to look back at that and say you know I I, and you know we say this all the time as adults now I don't know what the hell I was thinking when I used to yell at my parents and say I can't wait till I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want Huh, can I get a do-over? <laughs> Just saying because I didn't think that statement through but it but but it's because I didn't know because my ch- my parents allowed me to be innocent so I'm looking at their, their things, what's, the things that are going on from in their life from my very limited perspective, and I'm like, they get to go eat what they want, they get to go out whenever they want, they get to go do this, they get to go do that, and meanwhile I'm stuck here babysitting my brother. I can't wait till I'm an adult and I get to do the things that I want to do. And then I got a peek behind the curtain. Then I realized adulthood wasn't necessarily all that it was cracked up to be. We are foisting this upon our children much too early we talked about that last night so i'm not really going to go into it again but we're we're robbing them of their innocence by making them focal points in the arguments about climate change and now we're making them arguments about abortion because oh my god republicans don't care what happens to a child after they're born but they sure don't want a mother to be able to exercise birth control i've never once said that we're not talking about birth control at this point i have said this over and over again as much as I hate, with a passion, abortion, and as much as as far as I'm concerned, I don't want, you know, I'm, I'm stealing something from an, a, a Down Syndrome guy at this point, I don't want abortion to become illegal. I want it to become unthinkable. That's where I want us to be. But let me explain why I want us to be there, because there, there's some things that you guys may not necessarily know. Some of you that have met me, you know, some of you that, uh, that I correspond with more in like DM social rooms, things like that, you know, but we're going to get into some specifics tonight about this abortion stuff, because I'm telling you what's about to come and you're not going to like it. Some of you probably haven't thought this through well enough to realize that that is that this is exactly what's about to happen. But we're going to talk about that tonight right here on America Off the Rails. I am your host Rick Robinson. We will be back before you know it. We're going to pay some bills. Don't go away.
3: Stay tuned. Things are going to get real interesting. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq
2: rick robinson we are live right now on KLRNradio.com. this is america off the rails and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about so let's keep on going all right. So before we went to break, we were talking about the whole fact that Arlie Emery had been left off of the Oscars honor roll for the deceased actors throughout the year of 2018. Uh, we then started talking a little bit about the whole abortion thing, climate change, yada yada yada. So we're we're just gonna we're just gonna call things. We're just gonna brass tack it tonight. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you exactly what's going on. So this the, the whole the the whole abortion thing. This whole abortion on demand. This whole we have to be able to kill children up until the moment that they're born. And now in some instances, even after they're born, depending on certain circumstances, this is very disturbing to me. And we've talked about this before because I've talked about, you know, in other countries where they've now started eradicating in their terms, down syndrome by giving a genetic test that is very fallible and giving the the parents the option to go ahead and abort the child based on this fallible test because they're pretty sure the child is gonna have Down syndrome. So what concerns me about the callousness that we now have for human life, where we're now saying it's okay for doctors to basically put an aborted baby that survived off in a corner and just let it die on its own is absolutely terrifying to me because it means we're losing touch with our humanity that that's what they're trying to say we're doing those of us that are on the right that are you know all of a sudden we i mean even i at this point i'm ready to go buy a maga hat and i didn't even vote for donald trump because i'm tired of it i'm tired of the fact that you guys are telling me that because there's a kid wearing a red hat that makes him a racist that hat doesn't make that kid a racist your reaction to the hat proves exactly the type of person that you are Your reaction to allowing a child to die on a table and not saying one damn word about it proves exactly who the hell you are. And I'm talking to every single one of you that are okay with this, that are hearing my voice. You should be ashamed of yourselves. We are talking about human life. The same people that are telling me, and I will admit I have had a bit of a come to Jesus moment when it comes to the death penalty... But the same people, and I'll explain that in a second too. The same people that are telling me that lethal injection is cruel and unusual punishment for a convicted murderer are now saying lethal injection is humane for a botched abortion baby that survived. I need you to understand why they're doing this this isn't about women's reproductive health even left-leaning doctors have come out and said there's absolutely no reason this procedure that they're talking about that there are now states that have signed into law should or could ever be considered medically warranted because it's not because when you get to that point the mother is already in birth one way or the other but so this this brings up an entirely different can of worms so we've now decided that human life that the parents want to discard have no value where do where do we set that age limit we already have the ability for people to turn their children over in safe spaces up until a certain point and, and face absolutely no reprisal for it no consequences nothing like that so what what's next Oh, little Timmy's 12 years old and he just told you to go F yourself and you don't want to deal with him anymore? Bring, it, bring him to the hospital. They'll put a needle in his arm and everybody's problems are going to be over. Now, yeah, you may think I'm making light of it, but I'm not. Again, there are things that some of you may not know. I have disabilities. One of my eyes, okay, actually both of my eyes, occasionally can't decide which way they they want to look, and it really freaks people out because every once in a while, they'll be everything will look normal. I'll be looking right at you, and then all of a sudden we'll be in the middle of a conversation, and one of them will will drift, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's interesting," and then it really freaks them out because thirty seconds later it shifts and the other one moves. I also have a limp. I have nerve damage. Some I, I can't feel the left side of my body as well as I can feel the right. I've had lots of medical procedures and, and things that I've had to pay for with insurance. What happens because, you know, human life doesn't mean as much as it used to, apparently, because we're now able to discard it so easily. Now, again, I want that this needs to sink in with you. These same people that are screaming and yelling that if banning semi-automatic weapons saves one life isn't it worth it but they're now allowing babies to have needles put in their arms to be euthanized because their parents didn't want them in the first place and the doctor botched the abortion the Congress failed to pass the Born Alive Act what does that tell you about where we are as a society? Because let me tell you where it it tells me we are as a society. I keep flashing back to The Man in the High Castle. For those of you who have not watched it yet, I strongly encourage you to do so. And it's not because they're a sponsor. They were at one time. We're not with them anymore. Um, They're on Amazon Prime. It is a great show. I have watched, I haven't watched season 3 yet. Because I haven't been able to find any extra time to watch anything on TV. But season two, one of the episodes that continues to stick with me and keeps running through my head. So one of the leaders of the government in this alternate earth where basically Japan and Germany had divided up America. And there was basically an alternate timeline. One of the the higher, well, one of the most senior officials in the government in that region had a son with a birth defect. No one knew. The father and the mother were trying to protect the child because there was a strict policy of anyone that was less than in perfect health, unless it was something simple like the cold or the flu, was to be euthanized. The father and the mother spent years protecting the child. At one point, because it was everything that he was indoctrinated to believe, when the child figured out that he had the heart defect, and he realized that if he didn't turn himself in to be euthanized, that eventually his parents would be tried and convicted for harboring a less than able person, and eventually be executed themselves, he turned himself in. Now here's the kicker folks, these people weren't getting shots in the arm. uh, I mean, I don't know how they were actually being put to death, but I do know that they were eventually being incinerated. There's a reason this bothers me. Because as someone who does from time to time have to go to the doctor and have procedures done and have things to, to, to help deal with the disabilities that I have, when do I become a drain on society? When does suddenly what I produce become worth less than what I'm costing? Because that's what this is coming to. If you don't believe me, then look at everywhere else that they have the type of medicine that they're talking about doing now. The Democrats just talked openly about Medicare for all, or Medicaid for all. And it's one of their most aggressive pushing points in the house for the next two years, is to get us on Medicaid for all. Now, for those of you that are keeping score, medicaid for all is going to be a lot like the va remember any time that the right had concerns about socialized medicine the democrats would point to the va as the shining utopia the the model of government efficiency and look at how well the va treats its people what do we now know about the va that as a whole it sucks this is the same healthcare they want for me and you, I guarantee you it will not be the same healthcare that they want for Congress. You wanna really find out how to fix our healthcare system and get it fixed well enough where it actually works and people can afford to use it and it doesn't cause people to die or wait in long lines, make Congress use it. Because if it's good enough for us, then it's good enough for them because despite what ocasio cortez seems to think they're not the boss we are or at least we're supposed to be we seem to keep losing track of that point all right it is bottom of the hour we'll be right back stay tuned <laughs> Whether we realize it or not, everyone has been impacted by addiction. We all have family members, we all have friends that have faced this demon. But there's hope. There's hope in recovery. There's hope when we work together to rise above the plight of addiction. I'd like you to join Mac Mullings every Saturday from 2-4pm to on Rise Above Radio around KOKC 1520 AM where they talk about the hope that is available to all of us. back to the program, folks. I am Rick Robinson. We are live right now, finishing up the last half of the show. We've got about 26 minutes left, so we have, uh, well, actually, we still have a lot of stuff to talk about. I haven't even gotten halfway through what I wanted to talk about today. So what do you say we get to it? The title of the show is The Truth About Abortion, so let me just lay the truth right on you right now. What if I told you that abortion had absolutely nothing to do with women's reproductive rights, at least not according to the people that were behind abortion. So let's talk about abortion from the beginning. Abortion, Planned Parenthood, uh, that whole thing (coughs) was basically the idea of Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger, if you don't know, was somebody that actually espoused Hitler's idea of eugenics. She looked at abortion as a way to, and I quote, pluck the black weed from the garden of humanity. Now take that idea of Hitler's eugenics, focus it on the fact that she didn't like a specific group of people, and now fast forward a hundred so years, a hundred or so years later, and look at where we are today. We now have everybody from every race having abortions, abortion on demand, abortion when available where available, when needed, no matter how often it's needed, for whatever reason, is available right now, in simple forms like the morning after pill, which is basically an abortif- it's it's an abortificient. Nobody talks about it, but that's what it is. That's what it does. It stops the egg from, implant, from supplanting into the uterus wall, and it doesn't finish forming, so it just passes. that's what it does you know at the end of the day I, I as much as I don't like that idea I much prefer that to what we're talking about now which is basically a child that is born that the mother or the father the mother decides they don't want because the, the father really still has no say in this this is part of what drives me crazy it's a woman's right to choose well she chose to lay down with someone and commit an act that they knew could create a child, and do so irresponsibly. Now, I will go further than a lot of my conservative counterparts do, because as a reminder, I do consider myself conservative, but I am a registered libertarian for a reason. I don't think birth control is a bad thing. I don't think teaching your teenage son or daughter about condoms is a terrible thing, because it is a preventative measure. Now, I also would say that you need to have the conversation with your children and frame it in this way. Yes, I want you to be safe should you take that step. But I have to tell you that I would prefer that if, even if you don't wait until marriage, that you wait until you're sure that this is someone that you want to commit this act with. Because from a Christian perspective, I have to tell you something. Every person that you have committed that act with, you have given a piece of your soul to. That's why it's as important as it is. Sex wasn't created to be bad. Sex was created to be shared between people that were married. Not gonna get into the other half of that argument because again, I don't care who you sleep with as long as you're consenting adults. That's not my problem. I'm not trying to judge you for it. But I am saying if you are mature enough to t- to commit an act that you know can create a child but you're not mature enough to take steps to make sure the child doesn't actually become conceived in the first place maybe you shouldn't be committing that act and i say this perfectly knowing that i have had a lot of children and at some point even my dad looked at me and said you know there's things that can stop that right This isn't a point of hypocrisy. This isn't glass houses throwing stones because I, I I didn't kill my children. And look, we can split hairs all you want. If you're aborting your child, you're killing your child. You can tell me you disagree with me all day long. It doesn't change the fact that in your heart, you know I'm right. If you If you've had an abortion, you have murdered a child. And if you don't believe me that it has some sort of deep psychological scars then look at all the people that have had abortions after the fact. Look at the numbers. I don't have them in front of me, so I'm not going to bring them up tonight. But at some point, we're, gonna, we're actually going to go back over this, and I'm going to give you the numbers. of The number of people that have had abortions that have wound up having, having cancer later and just having massive depression later because at some point they realized that they did end a human life. We don't say this stuff to be mean to you. I'm not saying don't kill your child because I I don't want because I want you to feel bad. I'm saying don't kill your child because damn it, when you have an abortion you're killing a child. If you don't want to have a child, either take take actions to make sure that you don't create one before you decide to kill it or don't commit the act that can create the child. But So let's be as honest about this as we can. And again, I'm not trying to be a jerk. So if I'm coming across that way, I do apologize. But it's a pretty simple concept. Tab A goes into slot B. If you put tab A into slot B long enough, eventually there may be a child. So maybe either, you know, put something over tab A or put something in slot B to make sure that insertion of tab A into slot B doesn't create baby C. Just saying, it's a pretty simple concept. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about the real reason they want abortion on demand. Because again, it's not about birth control. It's not about human, it's not about female reproductive rights. It's about population control. Al Gore said as much in the 90s. Al Gore, when he was climbing on his climb, his old global warming train, you know, when he, In 2015, because of global warming, there will no longer be any polar ice caps. Why do I keep bringing that up? Because we now have Ocasio-Cortez. In 12 years, our planet will be uninhabitable if we don't do something about this crisis now. Sound familiar? Because I seem to remember that four years ago, I was supposed to be having beachfront property by now. Because of global warming. Al Gore, I took your advice. I bought property in the middle of nowhere because you told me it was going to be beachfront by now, and I'm very upset because it's not beachfront. We now have children that are terrified to the point that they're now being shoved in senators' offices to become mouthpieces for the Green New Deal because without the Green New Deal, they're all going to die. they are now attacking everything that we believe on multiple fronts and they're not even hiding it anymore so so let's break this down again abortion isn't about health care it's about population control the things like the green new deal climate change medicaid for all all of those things are ponzi schemes it's about redistribution of wealth why do they want to redistribute wealth because if they can get you to buy into the fact that you've got the go- you have to have the government take care of you from the day you're born to the day you die, they've got you right where they want you and there's no way for you to ever get out. I kept I keep telling and I've been saying this for years, the social programs that were started that everybody's, "Oh, look how benevolent the United States is. They give people food stamps and they give them this and they give them housing and they do all this and they do all that." Yeah, it looks great from the outside till you realize that it's almost impossible to get off of those things. And I know because I've been on them. I'm not on them anymore, but I have been and it was hard to get off. And I've actually talked to people that I know personally that would refuse to take pay raises because it would mean by the time the pay raise kicked in and the new tax rates kicked in, they would actually be losing money because they would lose their food stamps. So it was better for them to stay on the government dole and make $2 less an hour because they got $400 a month in food stamps. These programs are not designed to keep you safe. They're designed to keep you under thumb and if you do not believe me that they are taking off the mask, I again remind you of a Democrat who just lambasted the Basically, the, the entrepreneur behind Starbucks, who has now been making noise about running as an independent because he he cannot get behind Ocasio-Cortez's 70% tax rate, because as a businessman, he understands everything will implode if we start taxing at those levels again. We went through that in the 70s. They had those crazy tax rates back then. The economy was dying. Things weren't better. They were worse. But when they realized that he was talking about running as an independent, Democrats started coming out of the woodwork. And it was was very reminiscent of the Barack Obama, you didn't build this moment, because they kept saying over and over again, because he's saying, look, I'm a self-made millionaire. I pulled myself up out of the projects. I made a business. We now employ hundreds of hundreds and thousands of people all over the country. I can help you make things better. I disagree with about 60% of what he says, but he's a stand-up guy. And he did exactly what he said he did. You know what the left said? You didn't do that. If it wasn't for government housing, you would have never been able to get out of the projects to begin with. Translation, what the hell are you doing off the plantation? Yeah, I said it. I'm a white guy. He's a white guy. It's okay. But that's basically what they were asking him. What are you doing off the plantation? You're supposed to be over here in this little box where we put you. You've managed to get out of the box. Now you're threatening to take the box and turn it over. We can't have any of that. You can't be thinking on your own. You can't be thinking about the fact that you managed to do something that we keep telling everyone else is impossible. Because, you know, there is no such thing as the American Dream anymore. Because it's dead. It's DOA. You can't have an American Dream anymore. Let me tell you, folks. The American Dream is alive and well. I say this right now, sitting in a studio that I have made in my home. That I now use to be broadcast on several different networks around the world and around the country. If that's not the embodiment of the American dream for me to be able to come up with an idea and make a concept and push it out to now multiple platforms to the point where I, as a host, am actually about to be picked up here locally, probably with a completely different concept because since it is going to start locally, I actually want to start doing some local things because, yes, I love having the national platform, but at the end of the day, just like politics – The stuff that's right outside your door is going to impact you a million percent more than the stuff in D.C. And that's the part where we're losing everybody. Because we're losing them at the school board level. We're losing them at the city council level. We're losing them at the mayor level. We're losing them at the state representative level. If you're going to be involved in the national political game, you also need to be heavily involved in the local political game. Because one is going to impact you a hell of a lot more than the other. And that's why I was so jumping up for joy, basically, when I was offered the opportunity to start a weekend show over on KOKC 95.3 FM, 1520 AM, because that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's going to start small, but we're going to spend a portion of every show talking about local events, bringing on local guests whenever we can. We're going to spend a portion of the show talking about um actual national events because we're still not going to leave that out of the equation either and we're going to take callers and we're going to do that for the whole show because I I, I want to get everybody involved and everybody connected because that's part of why I do this because when I started doing this 10 years ago nobody else was really doing it yet a lot of people because they had more money figured out ways to get noticed a hell of a lot faster than I did but I don't care because I've still been sitting over here plugging away, building it up, building it up, making it better, and again, not saying that to toot my own horn, I'm saying it because the reason I'm saying it the way I'm saying it, and the reason I'm pointing this out, that you know, doing stuff like this, and actually trying to make things better is still part of the American dream, because we've come up with this idea that the American dream is all about money. If you're spending your entire life chasing money, whether it's yours or someone else's, you're wasting your life. You do not have to have money to succeed. You do not have to be rich to be successful. There are other ways to to manage or measure success. One of the first ways that I started measuring success in this that I built from the ground up and I've spent hours and hours and hours building it painstakingly from the bottom up. I'm not saying I've done it by myself. I have a great team. I've had business partners that have been with me along the way and I've learned from people and I've talked to people that were willing to share ideas. And I'm not saying I did it all on my own, but one of the the points that made me feel like I was finally starting to get somewhere is went because back in the day it was always hey do you mind talking to me for a few minutes about this can you tell me how you did this or can you give this a listen and tell me what you think that was me talking to other people now I have other people hitting me up exactly the same way hey it would be really great to get feedback on this show that I just started putting together from somebody that's kind of a pro at this can you give it a listen the first time I got a DM like that I was sitting there for like five minutes with my jaw just wide open and my wife's like what what's wrong Cause I'm just I'm, I'm literally just staring there, lo- sitting there, staring, looking at the screen, and this has now happened a handful of times. But the very first time, I was just sitting there, and I'm just my wife is like, "Dude, if you don't close your mouse, a no fly's gonna go in there." So I, I let her see the DM, the DM, and I was like, the, "The I remember when I was on the other side of this." But that's what I'm saying. There are so many things so many ways that you can measure being successful are your children happy and healthy did you manage to not kill them before they were born come on you like you had to know i wasn't going to bring that back in there somehow but i was just saying you know are your children happy and healthy do you have a roof over your head you have a job that makes you feel fulfilled you have a job that lets you pay the bills while you're doing other things on the side that made that make you feel fulfilled there are other ways to measure success. Reliance on the government is a very bad way to measure success. And that's what every single one of these programs that we've been talking about throughout the hour tonight have been about. It's not about making your life better, it's about control. Because if they can get you on Medicaid for all, then they have you from cradle to grave because you're gonna have to have the government to make you better if you have to go to the hospital or go to the doctor or whatever you're dependent on the government which means you no longer have a voice to be able to dissent against that government or they're gonna say oh you don't like this policy well guess what you no longer have health coverage. Is that a reality? Not yet. Could it be? Hell yes! We have a decision to make as a country We can either continue to live in this hyper-partisan, hyper-extended reality where everything is offensive and and it's just all crazy, or we can start realizing that we do still have the ability to come together. I'm going to say this again. I've said it before. I don't hate you because we disagree. I hate the fact that we're no longer allowed to disagree. There is a huge difference. I have friends that are liberals. I have friends that are progressives. I have friends that are conservatives. When we're not arguing, we're usually finding points of common ground. There are points of common ground. Up until a couple of weeks ago, I thought one of the points of common ground was we weren't going to allow children to be murdered, even after extra utero. I mean, look, I've said it before, I am not a fan of back alleys and rusty coat hangers. But if I had my way, abortion wouldn't be illegal, it would be unthinkable because of what it represents you know as a Christian the more we fall into this idea that human life doesn't matter the the more I wonder how much longer we have left because God is not going to stand for this forever and I don't say this to make light of anybody else's faith or anything else I'm not trying to judge you I am saying that at some point we are going to be judged for what we're allowing to happen in this country. And if you're okay with that, then by all means, you'll be okay with it. I personally am not. Alright, we've got one last break we've got to take, I'll be right back. whether we realize it or not everyone has been impacted by addiction we all have family members we all have friends that have faced this demon but there's hope there's hope in recovery there's hope when we work together to rise above the plight of addiction i'd like you to join mac mullings every saturday from 2 to 4 p.m on rise above radio around kokc 1520 a.m where they talk about the hope that is available to all of us
3: you'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible, affordable, relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Attention business
0: owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly, because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800 783 810
2: folks, welcome back to the program. Believe it or not, we are just about to the end of the ride for tonight. As a reminder, we do have the triple shot tomorrow night. Now, of course, instead of the conservative curmudgeon radio show, we're actually going to have Toxic Masculinity. That's the show where every last Wednesday of the month, Ordie, G and I get together and poke fun at man bun wearing limbs. We actually have our first babe of the month joining us for tomorrow's episode. Leslie Dowd, you may recognize her from the disclaimer that we play from time to time for the folks that do like to use colorful language here on KLRN Radio. She'll be joining us for the Babe of the Month segment. We have other things that that we'll be talking about. Apparently, G's workout is going to become a recurring theme, which I guess I'm okay with. But he took a vote. I guess we're going to be doing the legs tomorrow. Probably going to need to, like attraction after the workout but anyway so don't forget tomorrow night we've got the toxic masculinity show followed by Bar one nation under foo and then we have of course me rounding out the night and also pro- kind of sort of like in the middle of the time with uh, i believe g and sam uh the folks over at um uh, jen's website I actually kick off a little craziness they do on wednesday night so i do encourage you to check that out as well um and then of course i will be back with you to round out the night tomorrow night that is going to do it again for this particular episode of the america off the rails show and just remember until i see you again in the words of bill s preston esq be excellent to each other we'll see you guys tomorrow night oh programming note i actually there was supposed to be a morning update that played this morning I was so tired I said it wrong so it's going to drop tomorrow morning. You guys might actually get two before the day's over. But we'll see you guys later. Take care. God bless you. You're the face of the future, the blood in my veins. Oh. Ooh, the blood in my veins. Oh. Ooh.
4: Don't, 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 don't! Here
1: you guys, I'm getting him. Later. Game over, man! It's game over!